Hi, welcome to the first episode of Flatland Expedition. This is going to be a little bit of a different one. It's just me, Brody Davis. Um, the co-host, Matt Barra, is actually kind of busy, but I got to get this episode out here. Um, so I think I'm just going to kind of explain how I've met Matt, uh, how Matt's kind of changed my life, how hiking's kind of changed my life, how just kind of uh, my life has turned around. Uh, we'll start off with um, kind of where it began. Um, Matt Barra was uh, my neighbor, actually. He lived uh, one street over uh, at the bottom of the street. I was good friends with his little brothers. Uh, Matt Barra is actually like 26 right now, uh, so he's like five, six years older than me. Kind of weird, but we are uh, the best of friends, I'd like to say. Uh, we do pretty much everything together. But uh, anyways, I was good friends with his little brothers growing up. Um, over there all the time. His family, I was kind of just their uh, fourth son, <laughs> I'd like to say. Um, I was over there all the time, hanging out with his little brothers, playing you know, Mario on their Wii, always in their living room, pretty much just one of the family. Um, but yeah, Matt Barrow was always there. We'd always do stuff with him. Uh, Matt, he was always uh, someone I kind of could look up to. Um, everybody kind of has one of those people in their lives, I feel like. Uh, normally it's kind of like their father or something like that, someone in their family. But um, Matt was just kind of someone that uh, I guess I thought was real cool. He was always out uh, doing like cool camping stuff out in the woods behind our houses uh building these forts and stuff and i was like oh i really want to do that that's really cool um so anyways a couple of years go by i still wasn't really like we, we, i was friends with matt but you know obviously i was hanging out with his little brothers more than him uh but come uh, maybe seeing halfway through senior my senior year of high school uh i was pretty overweight at this time um, uh, good friends with Aaron, his little brother, hanging out with him a lot during this time. Uh, we're kind of just we kind of just sit inside, play video games all day. It was about about the time when uh, the big old Fortnite thing came out. Everybody's out here just playing Fortnite all day. And I was just sitting there doing nothing. Um, Matt Barra, uh, for his birthday, he's really into airsoft. Him and his friends. Um, and he's got this airsoft event for his birthday at, uh, at one of his friend's house. It's like 30 acres. And um, Aaron, his little brother's invited. Uh, and Aaron asked Matt, he's like, hey, can Brody come? And he's like, Matt's like, yeah, as long as he has some airsoft stuff. So I go out, I uh, buy an airsoft gun, first time I've ever played. I uh, finally get the stuff like the day before the, uh, the night of the event. So none of this stuff just doesn't even fit me because at this point I'm like really big. I'm like 230 pounds or something like that. Uh, it's like extremely hard to find the stuff that'll fit me. So I have this plate carrier that's really tight on me. This gun I've never shot before and it's like half broken. But it was one of the best times I've had in like over five, six years. Just hanging out with them, running around in the woods. Uh, we call it BB Wars. It's the it's the term we go for there. Just sling around little plastic bolt, uh, plastic BBs at each other. Probably uh, 
it's actually really fun. Um, first time doing it, and it, it kind of gave me a little itch for it. Just get being outside, not necessarily um, airsoft in itself. Uh, just being outside uh, in nature, running around in the woods. Um, so that kind of comes to uh, Matt is kind of the same way, but he actually is more into airsoft. But he really does enjoy uh, the outdoors and camping. Kind of ever since he was a kid, like I mentioned, he was out in the back uh, woods behind our houses, building forts, running around with the dogs. Um, yeah, but uh, he's like, we kind of plan this sort of plan. I say plan, but we like last second met. It's like, hey, let's go down to southern Missouri and do a little backpacking trip. Because Matt has a backpack and all his stuff already, all his camping stuff, because he's been doing this stuff for a while. I'm like, that sounds really fun. Uh, so I go on Amazon, and I order this really bad backpack. It was literally basically a school backpack. So you can picture me walking around in a school backpack. I've got a sleeping bag, I think, um, a set of silverware, and I went to Walmart and got like three, three or four of these freeze-dried... Um, no, at this point, actually, I had uh, cans of soup, which is not ideal for backpacking because they weigh way more. Normally, you want these freeze-dried backpacking um, meals that you just pour your boiled water into, and it'll cook it fully. But no, I have these. Uh, I have just cans of soup, so I have so much just unnecessary weight in this backpack that isn't actually meant for backpacking because it, it has no support at all. Literally, just a school backpack. I'm walking around in this. Um, everybody else has their hiking boots. I did not even think about that until I got there. They're like, yo, where's your boots? And I'm like, oh, I have these tennis shoes. Um, <laughs> uh, that did not end up going very well. Uh, walking through creeks and stuff is not ideal in some just tennis shoes that water can seep through and freeze your feet for the rest of the trip. But anyways... We get down there, uh, we get to the trailhead, it's about uh, midnight, 1am, something like that, and we uh, decide, uh, we'll, we'll just set up camp here, and we all have hammocks for this trip, which uh, if uh, anybody listening has ever went hammock backpacking, you know that it is not the ideal form of camping when it, for when it's cold, as you get the uh, air draft underneath your uh, hammock and it's basically just freezing you the entire time uh it's almost impossible to get any sleep because you were just shivering uh my toes i just could not feel my toes um there was honestly just no point of even trying to sleep but the first night we kind of got through it uh we were sitting there everybody kind of got in their hammocks uh, about an hour in someone's like you know i can't do this i'm gonna go sleep in the truck tonight and we're like, okay, yeah, um, go ahead. We all are kind of sitting there chatting in our hammocks, laying there. Um, we finally get to go to sleep. Uh, everybody kind of gets to go to sleep, except, except for maybe one, two people. But um, the three of us are dead asleep, finally, after sitting there for maybe an hour or two. It's like 4 a.m. We finally were able to fall asleep. Um... Chandler, our friend that's there with us, did not get to go to sleep. He's like, man, I'm freezing. I cannot do this. I'm going to just crawl out of my hammock and go to sleep in the truck. But instead of just going to the truck, he decides, 
I'm going to climb out of this hammock, stumble on top of everybody else's hammocks, because their hammocks are stacked on top of each other, sort of like a bunk bed uh, situation. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but you can kind of put one on a lower level and then stack another one on top of that. I think we had uh, one group that was three high, and then the other group was uh, two high, so there was five of us there. And um, he stumbles out of his hammock, falls on top of Matt. Matt is sitting there freezing. He finally got to go to sleep. Uh, Chandler stumbles off top of him. He has his uh, headlamp on full brightness. He leans over Matt's uh, hammock just to let him know he's going to the truck for some reason. And he just wakes everybody up with his headlamp and says, I'm going to the truck. And we're like, dude, we do not care. Go to the truck. Where you are never coming with us again. You are the most annoying person ever. Because we were all freezing. So pissed off. We just could not go to sleep. And we were just sleep deprived, I guess. We were just so pissed at this point. Um... So he goes to the truck, we finally get to sleep, we probably get like maybe four hours of sleep after all of that, uh, we wake up, um, Matt is actually, he, he thought he was prepared, he was pretty, he's normally pretty prepared for these hiking trips, he's got this um, reflective like sleeping um, bag thing that he was gonna, he was gonna, it was like a, I don't know, he hard to explain but it was like a reflective uh, emergency blanket that he was going to um, put outside of his sleeping bag maybe to keep some warmth into a sleeping bag turns out all of his sweat and the condensation in his sleeping bag had accumulated onto the uh, reflective blanket and froze over and Matt was probably about like uh, 15 degrees colder than everybody else because he was just sleeping in a, uh, he was basically just a human icicle at that point. He finds out quickly that that is not how, uh, not the best decision. So it turned, he did not do that again, that's for sure. Uh, so anyways, we get out, we make some breakfast. We always, um, for our first night, our first day, we bring some sort of like steaks or burgers or something because we got to be all fancy and stuff. We whip out the steaks out of a cooler that we uh, that we we went to Walmart on the way there and grabbed some Walmart steaks. But yeah, real fancy. We got some seasoning and everything. We cooked up the steaks. Matt's our sh little chef uh, cooking up the steaks. Um, we eat the steaks. We head out uh, in the morning. Finally, we're starting to hike. Everybody's got their hiking boots on. We get out maybe 10 minutes in. We've got to cross this massive creek. It's about like uh, maybe ankle level depth where we got to cross. But I've got tennis shoes on, if you remember, which are not waterproof at all. It is uh, 20 degrees out. Water's even colder than that. Uh, we've got to cross. Everybody else is crossing. I'm just standing there. They turn around like, dude. Where, what are you doing across the river? It's like, I am. Not, I do not want to get wet. I start building a, a bridge out of rocks to get across this river. And Matt, uh, Matt has a video, actually. Uh, I'm crossing the, my little rock bridge, and one of the rocks slip, and I fall into the river uh, about half wet. Uh, my pants are completely wet. I am frozen. And we are maybe 15 minutes into the trip, and I'm already covered in water in 20-degree weather 
going to get hypothermia at this point. And I'm like, dude, I got to turn back. And they were like, no, 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 just keep going. You'll warm up. Just take your shoes off or something. Um, let them air out. Try to dry them out. And so we keep going. We go up this peak. And this whole time, we're kind of having an argument with Chandler because he's in the uh, he was in the army, uh, so he knows all these like how to work a compass and uh, like cardinal directions and all this, and he's telling us about this. Like, there's a difference in um, like just because your compass is saying you're going north, the thing, uh, the little uh, arrow, there is like a magnetic difference by like a couple degrees, um, that. Like, it pulls, like, either a little bit uh, west or east. So you need to know exactly where you are, and you need to know, um, like, the little the difference for your area. They're like, no, dude, that's a bunch of, uh, uh, like, that that doesn't make any sense. North is north, Chandler. Is our <laughs> kind of what we uh, concluded to is north is north. You're like, Chandler, you're wrong. We'll get there. doesn't matter. Turns out Chandler was right. We are going up this peak. We're looking at our compass. And our map, because we're kind of trying to do it without any technology, uh, so we're using our compass and our map, and we're going through. We're going over the peak. Uh, turns out we were supposed to like kind of go left off of the peak and go into a different um, range of uh, mountains or hills, whatever you really want to call them, because it is Missouri. We call them mountains, but they are really just hills. Um, but we were supposed to split off, but uh, because of the like compass difference we're like yeah this is kind of more north than that so i think we're supposed to keep going here turns out we we follow this ridge um we just keep following the ridge and we're like no this is definitely after like maybe two three hours of walking along this ridge we're like there's no way this is the right way we're like okay we'll pull out the phone we'll pull out the gps we'll see where we are we pull it out we find out we're like maybe 100 feet from a road we're supposed to be in the middle of the woods like couple hours into the woods We're like dude there should not be a road here we start looking into it and he had marked the uh, trailhead on his map and we are like less than a mile away from our trailhead and we are and we had already been hiking for five hours and we just had done a massive loop We're like oh my god we are not going to make it to this mountain that we're uh, it's called wildcat mountain is the mountain we were trying to get to it's supposed to be uh, an amazing view top of the mountain uh, I think it was the highest peak in southern Missouri. Could have been more than that. I think it was. I can't can't quite remember. I think it was the highest peak in southern Missouri, or in Missouri as a whole. Uh, we're like, yeah, this would be a good place to go. Um, but because of our little north is north scandal there, uh, we are not going to make it anymore. So we start heading towards it just to see as close as we can get it. Sun starts going down. We're like, oh no, we are not going to make it. We still have at least three hours to get there. So we start just climbing up a random mountain. And everybody is dying at this point. This is everybody's like first hiking trip. Uh, no one no one has done it before. Like You've got like 30, 40 pounds on your back. Uh, you're like extremely tired a couple hours in. Uh, you have no clue what you're doing. Uh, it's freezing cold. Uh, everybody's kind of like sparing their water because you don't know when the next water source you're going to come up on is going to be and you kind of need the water to cook your food later Um, but we kind of make it up this mountain kind of stumble our way up the mountain 
we find a little creek. We follow the creek up. Uh, we find, as we're stumbling up the mountain, kind of falling on top of everything we step on, it comes up to like a little rocky face, and we see a little clearing up at the top of this ridge. We kind of clear up, and it was probably the best moment in hiking I've ever had as we get up to the peak of it, and we turn around, and the sunset is just the most beautiful thing we've ever seen. It's the best view I've ever been to, uh, even to this day, after being into like Colorado, been in the Rockies, Appalachians, even been to the Alps over in Austria, and uh, it's still to this day the best view, maybe uh, probably because of just the effort and the hardships that we had to just get to that point. It probably had to add to it, but even looking back at the pictures we've gotten, this is still uh, the best view we've ever been to. We, we just reach the peak. Um, we turn around, and we're just all, all of our jaws drop, and just silence. We're, we all look at each other like, oh my god, this is the best hill mountain ever we have to come back here uh, it's just the view the sunset is perfectly setting in the middle of the uh valley there uh it's we're kind of near um johnson shut-ins if you know where that is um in southern missouri uh it's like dead of winter there's no leaves or anything so it's not even like the leaves look amazing or the, with the trees it's all the sunset there's perfect colors the sun is smack dab in the middle of the valley, setting down. Best view ever. Okay, and then, so we're like, yeah, this is amazing. We, But, but it is almost nighttime, uh, freezing cold. We need a fire. We need to eat. We need to find a place to set up our hammocks. Um, so we go to get camp. We get there. We've got some guy working on a campfire. The rest of us are putting up the hammocks. And we've got like our uh, emergency blankets. We've we've kind of like tried to make a makeshift tent around our hammocks because we learned the night before that it is really cold in these tents because of the wind. So we're trying to block all the wind. We've got this whole maze of uh, paracord tying up these um, emergency blankets or emergency tarps around our hammocks to try to block out some of the wind, which did not uh, help at all, by the way. Um, anyways. Uh, I think Chandler was over there putting the fire together. He's got it up. We've got our hammocks up. We go down to the fire. We're like, okay, we're out. We're like all almost out of water at this point. We're like, we need to find some water. Little did we know, like uh, five, six steps to our right of our fire was a natural spring, uh, which is absolutely perfect. Which adds to the, to the fact that this is the best uh, camping spot. Ever, I don't, I don't know how you could even top this place with the view, the water, uh, the water source being right there, uh, just everything about it, just everything you had to do to get there. Not like the fact that nobody's been there before. It's a unnamed peak. We looked at the map after, unnamed, uh, so we named it ourselves. Um, though this, <laughs> as good as it was, no one got any sleep that night. It is. 20 degrees if it if it were to snow we would not be surprised it was definitely cold enough to snow there the wind was crazy the strongest winds ever i've ever felt um no one was getting any sleep everybody was just shivering in their hammocks um 
Chandler, the one from the night before that decided to go sleep in the truck, he uh, he decides, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to go sleep around the fire, which was a fair enough idea until he ran out of wood and he was just sitting out in the open, freezing, trembling. He comes over and wakes everybody up in the hammock to help him get the fire started again. We're like, no, dude, go away. No one cares. You are never going on a trip with us again. We are all so, literally this whole trip, everybody is just pissed at Chandler because he keeps waking us up when we finally get to sleep in this freezing cold weather. But no matter how bad this trip sounds or the uh, just what we had to go through, uh, it's still one of our favorite memories ever. Um, just Isaac friend group. Um, definitely one of the best experiences ever. Especially since it was the first hiking trip, it will always live in my memory um, as my favorite. Um, just being with everybody, hiking through the woods, not knowing exactly where you are. Just the fact that you're you're going somewhere that no one else has really been. Because uh, there's, you know, there's uh, national parks we kind of give a hard time, uh, me and Matt, because we just hate them. They have so many rules, there's so many people. Uh, and most of that is just it, no, the views are just absolutely amazing at these national parks and there's a reason they're national parks and we understand that but there's something special about being somewhere that no one else has ever been which was the reason we're bushwhacking because there's no trail no one else has been there before um, kind of carving our own path you know it's just, it's, uh, just hiking his been something that's changed my life really uh, it's probably the I, I'd say it's the reason my life has changed uh, single-handedly um, just getting out there not only just seeing these views and everything but the fact that hiking really does kind of work up a sweat and you're really burning some calories during it um, I went from like 230 pounds to what I am now which is nowhere near that uh, I've lost like 50 pounds since then, 50, 60 pounds. Um, just getting out there, not only like hiking in general, or just getting active would really help you, not only physically, but like mentally, it changes your whole outlook. Um, especially with hiking, I feel like getting out there and seeing what the world has to offer, it really opens your mind to like, how much there really is in this world that you can do and you can really do whatever you put your mind to um like me and matt had a dream to go hike a fourteen thousand foot mountain and we made a plan for it we did it uh it was one of the best experiences we've ever had um just me matt uh two other friends went up there there was a hot spring up up at the top of the mountain uh, i was like I think uh, at 11,000 feet, then you hike the rest of the way up to the peak. Uh, you can just look over the entire, like, what seems like the entire world, but really it's just uh, these massive ranges of mountains. Uh, really just kind of opens your eyes to, uh, if you're going from literally sitting in your room all day playing video games to being on top of a 14,000 foot mountain, uh, seeing all these mountains and just the views uh, really just puts into perspective of just how big and how cool 
the world really is if you just go out there and uh, look at what the world has to offer. But I'm not saying everybody needs to hike, get out there. Um, really just find something you like to do, and I, I think it'll really help you um, kind of get a grasp on what you want to do or uh, how you view the world. Um, but yeah, this episode was, a, like I said, a little different than what they'll normally be, but I uh, just wanted to kind of introduce myself, um, what I'm doing. Um, I feel like it gave you a little bit of a grasp of what this will be about. But, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to Flatland Expedition. Um, Have a good day.